Welcome to Great Loop Radio, brought to you by America's Great Loop Cruisers Association. We're dedicated to sharing Great Loop information and inspiration with those actively cruising, planning for, or dreaming about a Great Loop adventure. This is Kim Russo. I'm the director of AGLCA. Today, our guest is Michael Walsh, and Mike is the chief of the Lock and Dam section for the Illinois Waterway Project. Our topic, of course, is going to be the locks on the Illinois Waterway, and if you've been looking at our notices and the notices coming directly from the Corps of Engineers, you know that there is a delay in the project that's been going on for a couple of months now that may have an impact on loopers. I've been getting lots of emails about this, uh, so I thought this was a great way to get the most up-to-date and the most accurate information. And so we're thankful that Mike is able to join us because we know he's very busy these days. So before we jump into that conversation, I want to take just a moment to recognize and thank our Admiral sponsors who support AGLCA at the highest level. They are Beneteau, Curtis Stokes and Associates, Dog River Marina, Passage Maker Trawler Fest, Skipper Bob Publications, and Waterway Guide Media. As always, we encourage our listeners to support these businesses that support the Great Loop. Mike Walsh, you are the chief of the Lock and Dam section for the Illinois Waterway Project, which certainly probably makes you a very busy person these days. So thank you so much for joining us. No, absolutely. No problem. My pleasure. As I said in the intro, I've been getting lots of emails about this and uh, trying to get all the information out, but figured we'd go right to the source. So let's kind of start from the beginning, though. The Illinois Waterway is, of course, a very critical part of the Great Loop Route and a critical part of our nation's inland river system. So tell us a little bit about the waterway and specifically the locks. You know, how many are there? When were they built? And, and what's causing the need for maintenance at this point? Sure, absolutely. So the Illinois Waterway is compromised about 336 miles of inland waterway. And it connects, obviously, Lake Michigan with the Mississippi River near Grafton, Illinois. Um, spread out throughout the river, we have eight locks and dams, most of which were were built in the 30s or opened in the 30s. Uh, the exception to that would be T.G. O'Brien, which which was opened a little bit later on in, in around 1960. So uh, seven of the eight locks, again, were were opened in the early 1930s. Um, a few of them have received some some maintenance in the past um, but as everybody knows that travels the Illinois waterway and in most of our inland river systems uh, these locks and dams are in dire need of some major repair overall uh, the Illinois waterway changes elevation from Lake Michigan down to Grafton uh, roughly about 160 feet interesting and I, I really actually didn't realize that most of the locks were actually that old when they built them in the 30s was there an expected lifespan for them yeah, most of the locks that were built in the, and opened in the 30s, there was an expected life uh, span of about 50 years. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, being 2019, we've we far exceeded that 50-year uh, expectancy. Right, and we appreciate that you're keeping them running even on some difficult circumstances. Um, so right now, as I mentioned, there's a project underway at two of the locks, and uh, please tell me if I'm pronouncing this correctly because I hear this all different ways. Is it Marseilles? It is Marseilles, yes. Okay. So Marseilles and Starved Rock are both being maintained right now. And tell us about that project and, and what the origin is and what the objective is. So the, the project going on at Starved Rock and Marseilles this, this summer is actually for the installation of uh, bulkhead slots. And what those are is they're essentially uh, vertical slots at the upper end of the lock chamber that will allow us to, to stack dewatering bulkheads uh, in, that, in those slots next year. 
Um, currently, we have what we call emergency gates at, at Starbrock and Marseille, as, as, as well as a few other locks. Um, those gates have been deemed unsafe to use for dewatering purposes. So in order for us to dewater the chamber next year uh, for major maintenance work at those sites, we have to install these bulkhead slots. Without them, we, we have no way of actually dewatering the lock chamber. Right, and we will talk a little bit about the the work for 2020 as we run through this today. Um, but let's kind of start with what's happening right now, uh, because the project was originally, if I'm not mistaken, this year's work at Marseilles and Starbrock was supposed to be finished July 31st, which is a little bit prior to kind of prime looper season to be coming through. And we know that's been delayed. Um, so tell us a little bit about why the project needed to be uh, extended. Well, the main the main reason is, uh, as everybody knows, this year, earlier this spring, we had some near-record flooding here on the Illinois Waterway, and the lower end of the river was closed for, for essentially two months uh, due to high water uh, overtopping or coming close to overtopping some of the levees down there in the lower reaches of the river. So with that said, the contractors that are working at, at Starve Rock and Marseilles for us, uh, they were unable to get their barges, their cranes, and and their materials upriver to to actually get into the heart of this work at both of these sites. Um, that obviously delayed us quite a bit, and now we've had to uh, push back the 14-day closure period from August 16th all the way back to September 21st. So now the new the new 14-day closure period will will occur September 21st, October 5th, at at both of those sites. Right, and. For some reason, I seem to have a lot of people that are a little bit confused about what is happening between now and then. So let's kind of start with what's going on right now. Those sure. two locks are under partial closure. So explain what that means. So the partial closure means that the locks are closed daily from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Um, this allows the contractor time to get in there and, and do the work he needs to do without having to work around industry and everything like that. And not only that, but it increases the safety of everybody. Obviously, if we have, if we have people working and we have these tows coming through, um, we want to ensure that we're making a safe work environment for our contractors, for our deckhands, and for our customers. So the daytime closures every, more, every day, seven days a week, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Okay, so for loopers coming through, because this is a very commercial waterway, and commercial traffic generally takes priority. So tell us about, is there a huge backlog of commercial traffic? And I'm hearing that PleasureCraft has been able to lock through. So tell us what's going on with that. Sure. As far as commercial traffic goes, yeah, we are seeing pretty large uh, queues being built up at both Marseilles and Starve Rock. Marseilles queues tends to be a little bit larger, so it seems to be a little bit more congested around Marseilles. Um, we're working with industry closely, and we're managing this queue the best we can, um, meaning generally in, in normal conditions, we'll log one boat up, one boat down, and, and, and keep going in that pattern. But with these larger queues, it seems to be more efficient to lock five or six boats in, in one direction and then start locking them in the other direction. So we are trying to, to manage the queues the best we can. Um, I have seen a decrease in, in the queues at both locks this week, so it's, it's actually going pretty well. And then as far as recreational traffic goes, we have a special recreational lockage uh, reserved each morning at 5.30 a.m. at both Marseilles and Starve Rock. Uh, of course, our recreation users are, are a big part of our river as well, so we want to make sure that we're trying to take care of them the best we can, and we understand that, as you mentioned, that commercial vessels typically get the priority, but we wanted to make sure we had a, a special 
uh, lockage set aside for recreational users. And again, that's 5:30 every morning at both Marsales and Star Rock. And of course, we will we will continue to lock recreational vessels with with commercial vessels as much as we can. Okay, so and we very much appreciate that accommodation because it makes it possible for people to get through. Um, there's been some confusion about that. Um, is it just the once a day at 5:30 a.m. or is there also a recreational vessel lock through set aside uh, just before? Um, I'm sorry, right when it opens at 1800. So the the only one that we have specifically set aside is for 5:30 a.m. However, um, if there's a large queue of recreational boats at either of those locks when they open, they will do a recreational lockage first. Um, you know, that, that helps us get our recreational boaters uh, to a safe harbor before dark for one. And, and for two, it's safer for everybody, especially with that many tows operating in such a crowded area. Um, it's just safer for everybody if we have those recreational boats um, out of the channel and, and, and kind of away from the lock. Mm -hmm. Again, we very much appreciate that. Do you recommend that our boaters contact the lock with what their plans are in terms of if they're going to be there for that 5.30 a.m. or if there's a, a big group of us uh, hoping to lock through just before 1800? Yeah, absolutely. I, I I would highly encourage anybody to to contact the lock ahead of time. Um, the the one note I will make is the locks are pretty busy, so they can't always answer the phone every time it rings, mm -hmm. uh, but they do try their best. Um, but yeah, Definitely call ahead, and if you're if you're transiting with a group of other boaters, um, please please work w with each other and and try to stay together. And the more we can get through in one group, uh, obviously the more efficient it'll be for everybody. And it, it seems to be working well for the recreational vessels, at least because I haven't been hearing of people being stuck, um, which is, is great because we, as you said, we want everyone to be safe out there. So that is what's happening right now, and that's scheduled to continue until September 10th. Is that correct? Yeah. So the, the uh, starting on September 10th, the daytime closures will go away, and we'll be locking nonstop around the clock from September 10th to September 21st. And then on September 21st, we will close Marseilles, Starve Rock, and Lockport Locks completely for 14 days. Right. Um, and the closure is, of course, probably the most important piece of this because that's when nobody can get through. But I want to uh, talk for a moment about that September 10th to 21st period um, when the locks are fully functional, operating 24-7. Any thoughts on what might happen with the backlog of commercial traffic at that point? Um, you know, because uh, there's not that one time a day that you're necessarily planning for the recreational traffic, um, how will that be handled? Well, obviously, we're hoping that the 10-day period that we that we lock nonstop will help us clear the commercial traffic from the queues uh, going into that full 14-day closure. And then during that period, we'll we'll switch back to what our normal recreation lockage rules are, which uh, basically would be obviously if there's no commercial traffic in the area, we'll take recreational vessels right away. Um, we will continue to lock recreational vessels with with commercial vessels at any chance we get, and then we also have like a in the nav notice one we have a what's called like the third lockage rule. So if a recreational boat arrives, um, even though commercial traffic has priority, we will take recreational traffic every third lockage um, to kind of clear the recreational queues up. All right. 
perfect. That's that's very helpful for pe people to know that because I've had some questions that, you know, people thinking, well, it's wide open and so much commercial traffic is going to be trying to get through before the full closure that the recreational vessels might not get through. So it's good to hear that you've got a plan for that and that's going to continue as, as we're used to seeing happen. So then comes kind of the, uh, uh, the, the big part of this for most people, which is the full closure. And you mentioned that that starts on September 21st and kind of the, the wild card that a lot of people didn't know about um, was that Lockport is being closed along with Marseilles and Starved Rock for that period. So kind of give us the details on the, the full closure. Sure. Uh, Starved Rock and Marseilles, the full closure is obviously to fi finish up the current ongoing project. And uh, the reason we need the full closure is because there has to be some concrete work done underneath the water um, in the upper gate area. Um, while they're obviously working on that, on, on that concrete and placing that concrete, we can't we can't have any traffic transiting the area. Uh, as far as Lockport goes, Lockport snuck up on us as well. Earlier this spring, we had um, an issue, an unscheduled closure at Lockport um, due to some issues with the lower miter gates. Um, our divers were fortunately able to go in there and put a Band-Aid on them um, to get us through. Now, Lockport isn't scheduled to be fully dewatered until 2023, and we have some concerns with the repair that was made uh, will not last that long. So uh, in order to facilitate a more permanent repair on those gates at Lockport, we need to do a dewatering. And we figured the best time to do that to minimize impacts, not only to the recreational community, but obviously also industry, was to align that closure with the exact same dates that we already have a closure plan for Marseilles and Starve Rock. Obviously, you know, we want to minimize the closures as much as we can. And if we keep those closures aligned with each other, it should minimize the impacts for all of our customers. Right. And Lockport is, is fairly close to Chicago, right? What's the mile marker on that one? Uh, Lockport will be at mile 291. Mm -hmm. um, so for our members and for anybody else, uh, if you are at that full closure, you're not really going to be able to get too far. So waiting in Chicago is probably the best bet at that point. Um, so there's more of this planned, and we've been really focusing on the 2020 closures with our members because that is expected to span what is kind of the typical looper season coming through, while this one initially was was probably going to be mostly finished by that time. Um, so I do want to spend some time talking about 2020. Uh, let's take a break and play a message from one of our sponsors, and when we come back, we'll, we'll jump into that plan for 2020. Are you looking for a new luxury marina at an affordable price? Visit Marlin Bay Resort and Marina, located in the Florida Keys. Modern docks are now available for daily, weekly, monthly, and annual rental. Each boater has unlimited free access to all of the resort's amenities, such as a large heated pool with jacuzzi and pool bar, fitness room, sauna, and steam room. Enjoy the upscale clubhouse, which is the perfect place to relax on land. And coming soon, the marina will offer new boat lifts. The marina offers billiards, table shuffleboard, and a game room fish stations, barbecue grills, and a waterfront observation tower to see unbelievable views of Marathon. There are also a number of beautifully appointed vacation homes considered to be some of the nicest in the Keys. Marlin Bay Resort and Marina in Marathon is a perfect layover destination and has everything a cruiser could want. Come and visit Marlin Bay Resort and Marina today. You'll be glad you did. See them online at www.marlinbay.com. 
We're back on Great Loop Radio. Today, our guest is Michael Walsh. Michael is the chief of the Lock and Dam section for the Illinois Waterway Project. So he's an important guest for us today because he's filling us in on the details of the current partial closures and the upcoming closures for this year. Uh, But let's shift and talk about what's going on next year because that one's been an especially big deal. So kind of give us, you know, the, the overview of what's happening in 2020 with the Illinois Waterway Locks. Sure. So 2020 is a big project for us. We we actually refer to it as the 2020 Consolidated Closure, and this will effectively impact six of the eight locks on the Illinois Waterway. And I'm actually going to, I'll start downriver and work my way up and give a brief rundown. Uh, LaGrange Lock and Dam is, is, is going to go under a major rehabilitation. Um, essentially what that means is by the time they're done at LaGrange Lock and Dam, it won't be a brand new lock, but it will be as close as we can get to a brand new lock. So that includes obviously new machinery, um, new concrete walls, new panels, um, everything. Everything is going to be brand new pretty much at LaGrange. Uh, working upriver to Peoria Lock and Dam, uh, we have a little shorter duration closure planned there for 2020, and that dewatering will be for um, inspection, uh, work to the mitigate anchorages, and a few other major maintenance items that we have to do there. Uh, Star Rock and Marseilles, those will be uh, similar projects, and they're closing um, for 90 to 120 days, and that is for the installation of new miter gates, and with the new miter gates will come new anchorages and some various other major maintenance work there, um, some vertical concrete work and, and some other things. And then Dresden Island and Brandon Road, in 2020, um, they will experience much of what Marseilles and Star Rock is experiencing this year, and that is the installation of those bulkhead slots. Um, they will have a 90-plus day restriction period with a 14-day full closure, again, very similar to what uh, Marseilles and Star Rock has, has ongoing this year. So the longest anticipated closure, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is um... – not Starved Rock. It's 120 yep. days is for a couple of the locks, correct? Yes. Starved Rock is actually our longest duration. That one is okay. scheduled for the full 120 days, and that'll be from uh, July 1st to October 30th. Okay. And and one of the things that a lot of uh, loopers in particular questioned when this plan was first announced is that time of the year, uh, because as I mentioned, this is, that's kind of the primary time when you're getting into the fall. Most loopers come out of Chicago sometime in September into kind of mid-October-ish. So November is a little bit on the late side. Um, It is doable. But can you share why the Corps picked that 120-day window over other times of the year? Sure. Well, the Illinois Waterway is a little unique in the fact that that we operate all year long. We don't close in the wintertime. Um, Some other rivers have have the benefit of having what what we would call a non-nav season, where they're essentially closed in the winter because the ice is too thick and, and nobody transits it. We don't we don't have that luxury over here on the Illinois Waterway, so we have to work around uh, the commercial industry more than anything. Um, obviously, in the we don't want to have a closure too early in the spring because it's it's obviously pretty risky with with the way we typically flood in the springtime. But also, we want to make sure that we're done before the fall harvest season kicks up and uh, Commercial traffic really picks up as as producers are trying to export their their freshly harvested grain off the waterway. So when we when we evaluate the times of year that would work best, 
um, given the weather and given our primary customer, which is the commercial industry, these these months were what lined up and worked the best for, for most parties involved. Mm-hmm. So all of the locks are kind of on a different closure schedule for that. And as you said, some are partial closures for some of the time and full closure for others. But the bottom line is it's expected for that full 120-day periods, basically July through October, you really just can't get from Chicago to the Mississippi River. Is that yep, correct? That that is correct. All the closures we're going to start on on or around July first. I mean, some some will be July sixth, but if you figure July first, essentially that is when the river will be will be pretty much impassable. So, and we have a, a webinar about this for our members. It's on our website. So if you're listening and you are an AGLCA member, if you go to the information menu and click on webinars, you will find a link to a webinar about how you can still loop in 2020, even with these closures. And there's five or six different ways to go about it. Everyone's going to have to choose what's right for them. But one of the questions I'm getting a lot, Mike, is that one of the options is to kind of hang out on Lake Michigan and in, in or around Chicago until the waterway reopens, which, as I said, is getting a little late in the season. You will start to see some facilities close down. So the fear for some people, should they choose that option, is that the deadline gets pushed back, kind of like what happened this year, and completely realize that this flooding this year is something um, kind of unprecedented and way beyond your control. Um, But should we have another situation like that, you know, what are the things that might hold up the project and cause us, you know, to be sitting on November 15th and perhaps still be looking at a closed waterway? Um, as best we can tell right now, we are we, we are very confident in our construction schedules and our timelines. Mother Nature is, is the biggest outlier. Mm-hmm. Um, another spring like we had this year, um, there is potential for some impacts there, but I think those impacts would be felt more downriver than on the upper end of the river. Uh, LaGrange and Peoria Lock, just in their nature, are more, are more susceptible. Su- susceptible to uh, to flooding. So locks like Starve Rock, Marseilles, Brandon Road, and Dresden Island, um, they can handle a lot higher water and still have construction continue. Okay. And then I, I'm not sure if it's really considered part of the consolidated closure, but uh, you've already mentioned that there's some additional work being done subsequent to the 2020 closures. Can you just kind of give us a, a highlight of that? Uh, as far as the bulkhead slots at Brandon Road and Dresden Island? Yes. Yeah, so th- those sites actually, um, your boaters, recreational boaters and uh, the commercial industry will still be able to navigate Brandon Road in, in Dresden Island in 2020. There will be a 14-day closure p- period there in the middle of that work, but overall, um, they'll just have the daytime closures and we'll still be passing traffic at night, and we'll once again do the reserved recreational lockage at 5.30 a.m. Uh, at those sites as well. So in in, in all reality, I mean, if if your listeners have uh, a place or a marina they can get to to get in off of Lake Michigan, mm-hmm. they could essentially get down all the way down to Marseilles, Illinois, um, prior to Marseilles opening back up. Okay. Um, and, and then beyond that, that, that work uh, is kind of pre-work, if I'm understanding it correctly, for 2023, I think, on those locks. So are we looking at another closure a few years from now? Yeah, we are looking at another consolidated closure in 2023. Um, that closure would affect Dresden Island, Brandon Road, and we recently added Lockport to that list as well. Uh, it's a little bit smaller than in scope than what we have going on this year. We don't have a whole lot of details yet on 2023 other than we plan to do a dewatering at those sites and that Dresden Island and Brandon Road will receive new gates. Um, but the additional scope of works uh, have not been laid out yet. 
that's we're currently still in the planning phases for the the 2023 work. Okay, and that actually brings up a good question related to 2020 that I probably should have asked. Is the project fully funded or is there a potential that the funding won't come through and it would be postponed? Uh, most most of the project for, for 2020 has been funded. There are few, a, a few segments out there that that have not been funded yet. Um, we are we are hopeful that we will receive that funding, but again, we, we have not seen um, a few portions of that funding as of yet. And if you don't get those few portions, does that have an effect on the rest of the project or can the rest of the project continue? The rest of the project and anything that's funded will continue in 2020. Mm -hmm. If the pieces that aren't funded yet, the funding does not come through, then what, what happens to the project as a whole? Are we looking at another closure perhaps in 2021? I think we would probably try to align that work again with 2023 just to keep the closures consolidated so we're not impacting navigation and, and the recreational community year after year. Okay. That, that makes complete sense. Um, anything that you're thinking information you'd like to get out that I haven't asked you about? Sure, and, and actually, I'd like to give your listeners uh, a website. We post um, all, we have a page specially designed for the 2020 closure. So if your listeners go to mvr.usace.army.mil and they click on the navigation link on the right-hand side of the page, and they can scroll down to uh, 2020 Illinois waterway closures. And there we keep all of our up-to-date information uh, on the closures and also uh, on our district webpage, there's contact information there for all of our locks. Uh, we also have an app out there for their smartphones, so your boaters uh, sometimes might not have a laptop with them, but if they have a smartphone and they download the, the USACE Rock Island app, um, they can also get that very same information off the app, and, and there's direct links there to contact all of our locks and dams as well. Perfect. Can you give us the URL for the website one more time, please? Sure. It's uh, mvr.usace.army. .mil. Okay, wonderful. So we talked in the beginning about the fact that many of these locks have really outlived what was expected to be uh, the time frame that they would be usable. Once this consolidated closure plan is finished in 2020 and then the additional work in 2023, is that expected to kind of last us for quite some time or is there more maintenance down the road that we can expect? Uh, we still have a pretty large backlog of maintenance. Uh, LaGrange Lock and Dam getting the full major rehab uh, this year and next. Hopefully that should buy us like 25 years for LaGrange Lock and Dam, which is which is really good. Um, the others were kind of doing this work in pieces. So um, we will continue to to address our backlog of maintenance as, as funding becomes available. Uh, there's still a lot of work to be done at these locks and dams. But again, we're going to try to try to align as much of this major maintenance work as we can with other sites to minimize the impacts. Excellent. Mike Walsh, thank you for joining me. I know that this is a busy time for you, but this is really vital information to get out, so we appreciate you sharing it with our listeners. Absolutely. My pleasure. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us once again. We'll be back next week with another episode of Great Loop Radio. Until then, safe cruising. Uh -huh.